And God said, ladies first. Did you know that God was the one who introduced the concept of ladies first? That all began at Mount Sinai when Moses spent 40 days and 40 nights coming down from the mountain with the Ten Commandments and the Bible, God instructed Moses, I want you to teach first to the woman and then to the men. And Moses understood from there that there's an intrinsic special reason why God wanted him to teach the woman first. We have always been taught that the woman of the house is referred to as the foundation of the house. Indeed, in the Jewish religion, the religion is handed down from mother to child. It is the mother who determines the Jewishness of the children. And that dates all the ways back to the very first Jewish woman. And that would be the mother Sarah, the matriarch Sarah. Abraham was the first Jew and Sarah was his wife. What stood out about Sarah was not only was she Abraham's partner, but she participated in opening up her house, her tent, which had four doors, four openings from the four corners of the world. So anyone passing by would be welcomed with great hospitality. Abraham would work very hard with the men. Sarah would be working with the women. As a matter of fact, because of her devotion and dedication, there were three amazing miracles that occurred only because of her honor. As long as the matriarch Sarah was alive, there was always a cloud of glory of God hovering over the tent. Also, the bread that she baked always came out perfect. In addition, she lit candles every Friday to welcome in the Sabbath day. Those candles miraculously remained lit all week long. These are three amazing miracles that happened because of her. When God created the world, He created Adam and Eve together. They were like Siamese twins. And then God separated Eve from Adam. They were both created equally by the hands of God. When God blew in a breath of life, it was to both of them. But each one was dispatched with a specific mission to carry out in life. Just like in the human body, the most two vital organs is the brains and the heart. They are both critical to the existence of a human being. But they both have specific individual missions. And you cannot exchange them. The heart can do what the brain wants, and the brain can do what the heart wants. But that's the way God created human body. The same thing when God created men and women. He created them equally, but with different tasks, with different missions. As a matter of fact, according to Kabbalah, in the mysticism, 
The woman is given an extra amount of wisdom. A woman is much more endowed spiritually from God because her task is much greater than the man's task. The woman is the one who determines the spirit of the home. That's why she's called the foundation of the home. It is the woman of the house who sets the tone. She is the one who bears the children, who nurses the children, who brings the children up and nurtures them both physically and spiritually. And that is a special gift that God gave only to the woman. So that the woman can have all the spiritual energy that she needs to carry on her task. And throughout all Jewish history, we have seen the amazing power of the woman. There are judges that were women. There are prophets that were women. And there are some giants that saved the whole Jewish nation. Judith, during the days of Hanukkah, when Jerusalem was under attack by the Greek Assyrians, she took it upon herself that she was able to sneak out of Jerusalem and meet up with the general of the army who was going to invade Jerusalem. And she was able to seduce him and give him cheese and milk to make him thirsty and then eventually wine to get him drunk. And then she decapitated the general who wanted to conquer Jerusalem and decimate Judaism. And it wasn't only Judaism that they would have decimated. It would have been Christianity and Muslim. All religions wouldn't have happened if this general would have succeeded. But Judith so bravely took the head that she just severed and she brought it to Jerusalem and she hung it up on top of the wall for the opposing army to see. And once they saw that their general has been slain, they all fled. And same thing the Jewish people saw that their enemy, the arch enemy, is no longer. They took a reprieve. And that was the beginning of the miracle of Hanukkah, all through the hands of Judith. Later on in history, the story with Queen Esther, who put her life on the line, and it was through her selfless dedication that the salvation of the Jews in Persia and the whole world was spared. Because during those days, the king Ahasuerus put out an edict that every single Jew should be killed on one day throughout the whole world globally. It was Queen Esther that so bravely stood up for her nation and was able to spare the nation from total annihilation. And thus came the holiday known as Purim. And we go down the road of history. We see so many brave women who are so honored and respected for the selfless dedication. Ruth was a woman, a Moabite, who she left royalty and went into wonder the fields only to discover Judaism and convert to Judaism. Her selfless sacrifices and dedication merited that King David would be her descendant, King Solomon, and ultimately the Messiah will be her descendant. The power of the woman is a power paralleled to none. In the Jewish religion, 
that Friday night, which is the holiest day of the year, is Saturday, cannot be heralded until she lights the candles. That is a special commandment just for Jewish girls three years old and up and Jewish women. They light the candles and only then does the Sabbath begin. King Solomon in Proverbs wrote such a beautiful paragraph. A woman of valor who can find every Jewish husband reads that to their wife every single Friday night with such endearing love. No matter how busy and hectic life is during the week, comes Friday night, we pause and we look at the gift of the Jewish woman by the Shabbat table and the husband reads to her the Proverbs. I highly recommend anyone listening to this to consider reading those Proverbs from King Solomon, a woman of valor who can find. Throughout Jewish history, the Jewish language known as Yiddish is called Mamaloshin, the mother's language. There's a beautiful Jewish song, a lullaby called a Yiddish Mama. It is the mother, it is the woman, it is the lady that carries on the torch. In Kabbalah, it teaches us, and the Talmud writes about it. It was in the merit of the woman in Egypt that the exodus occurred. It is their commitment, their dedication. When their husbands used to come home from the slavery labor that the Egyptians put them through 210 years, the woman, the Israelite woman, had tambourines. And they would sound the tambourines to signal to their husbands the empathy of what they're going through, but to know that the redemption is going to come soon. They give them such courage that they can make it through another day of slavery because better times is going to come. And indeed that happened. The holy mystic Arizal writes that the women of our generation are reincarnated of the women of the times of Egypt. And it is going to be in the merit of the women of our generation that we are going to see the exodus out of the difficult times that we are living through right now. We have been living through very difficult times. The world continuously seems to diminish in ways that we can't understand. Such a dichotomy. On the one hand, we're prospering like never before. On the other hand, the spiritual soul seems to be evading us and evaporating. This dichotomy is a signal of the greater times yet to come, which will be the revelation of the Messiah. And that will once again happen through the women of our generation. So it is incumbent upon us to remember, to appreciate, to respect, to honor the women of the house. Because they are the foundation of the house. They are the gift to us. And it is through them the whole world will be redeemed for better and greater times. God bless you. God loves you.